Hey Rebel, welcome to Untoxify Your Relationship. Here we will talk about all things healthy and how to get that toxic mess out of you and your partnership. I'm your host, Melissa Webb, a practicing licensed mental health therapist with 10 years experience. I've been on a journey encouraging women to throw the middle finger up at society and to become a rebel, to go against the grain of who and what you are supposed to be and grow into what God has created you to be. And I do this by teaching them skills to cultivate stronger relationships through healthy theology and mental health practices. All right, let's go ahead and hop into it. Hey y'all, it is episode 16 and today we are discussing wisdom and relationships. So back in, I want to say it was 2019, could have been 2020, but before the world ended with COVID, I did a podcast. Um, Couldn't tell you what podcast it was, but I remember the host, um, we talked a lot about relationships and dating and, you know, what's healthy and what's toxic and things of that nature. And one thing that the host asked me at the end was to leave the people with something memorable and, you know, say something therapeutic, (laughs) pretty much. So I said this, foolishly dating will keep you foolishly single. And he was like, ooh, that sounds good. And I was like, ooh, that sounds good too. Didn't even know where it came from, but it came out. It was a good soundbite, use it all over social media. Everybody's like, yeah, that sounds dope. That's great. Um, needless to say, I didn't know what I was talking about. Um, I just knew it sounded good. It was a really good soundbite. Fast forward to now, you know, I was reading Proverbs and stuff. I kept seeing this word foolishness or being foolish. And so looked it up and basically that is meaning of like earthly wisdom and earthly wisdom is foolish. (laughs) You do foolish things when you do things out of earthly wisdom. And the opposite of earthly wisdom is godly wisdom or God's wisdom. This is the only wisdom that can come from above. So I guess in a way I was saying lacking godly wisdom in your relationship would keep you single or in an unhealthy, toxic relationship. Huh, I actually had some knowledge back in the day and didn't even know it. If you have godly wisdom, then you will have peace in your relationship. If you have earthly wisdom, then you will end up having chaos and confusion and and disorder in your relationship. So we're gonna talk about what is wisdom. We're also gonna talk about where it comes from and why it's important. And we're gonna talk about my homeboy, Solomon, King Solomon, who was the wisest king that ever lived. And three reasons why wisdom is needed in your relationship in order for it to flourish and be the best thing that it can be. All right, so let's get into it. So first, what is wisdom? Well, biblical wisdom is furthering the kingdom of God. Whereas worldly wisdom is pleasing yourself or is having foolish desires or foolishness. In James 3, 13 to 17, it says, Who is wise and understanding among you? By his good conduct, let him show his works in the meekness of wisdom. But if you have bitter jealousy and selfish ambition in your hearts, do not boast and be false to the truth. This is not the wisdom that comes down from above, but is earthly, unspiritual, and demonic. For 
Where jealousy and selfish ambition exist, there will be disorder in every vile practice. But the wisdom from above is first pure, then peaceable, gentle, open to reason, full of mercy and good fruits, impartial and sincere. So as we see in James, which is Jesus's brother, uh, we see that James tells us that earthly wisdom is unspiritual and demonic, whereas godly wisdom is peace, gentle, open to reason, full of mercy, good fruits, impartial, and sincere. I think I want that godly wisdom and not that demonic earthly wisdom. It's not my words. It is what the Bible says. So I want to strive for godly wisdom. How do we get wisdom? Well, no one is born wise. You must get it from God. First, you can pray and ask for wisdom. We see that with Solomon, he prays and asks God to help him lead the people and God gives him wisdom. Also in James, if any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask God who gives generously to all without reproach and it will be given to him. Also, we get wisdom from reading and learning God's word. And also we get wisdom from walking with wise folks. Proverbs tells us this in Proverbs 13 verse 20. It says, walk with the wise and become wise for a companion of fools suffers harm. So this is how you get wisdom by walking with the wise, reading God's word and praying, asking God to give it to you. While you're praying, might as well believe it, because if you don't believe it, then we're going to have a problem and God may not give it. So believe that you're going to get the wisdom, pray and ask for it, and he will generously give it to you. Because if you read further down in James, that's what it says. Why is wisdom important in a relationship? Well, earthly wisdom tells us to follow your heart. Your heart will lead you in a direction and wrong. Because Jeremiah 17 and 9 says, The heart is deceitful above all things and beyond cure. Who can understand it? No one can understand their heart. Their heart will lead them all over the place. And eventually will lead you to destruction. So I always believe that earthly wisdom comes from like societal norms and like what the culture says. I think a big thing now with wisdom, a lot of times people think they're speaking wisdom. They're really speaking their opinions and then they want to put their opinions on other people. And then when people don't agree with their opinions, then they get mad. This is America. <laughs> This is social media. This is Facebook. This is Instagram. This is this is all of that. And a lot of times I think people think that they're giving out wisdom. It's really just their opinion. And it's not the truth. It's really their truth. And a lot of times your truth can be wrong. And that's okay. Get your truth from the Bible because that is the truth. And then spread that among the masses, not your opinions. So when people do that, it causes chaos and disorder. I'm in a Facebook group with Christians and when people spew their opinions thinking it's wisdom, oh my God, the comments be lit up <laughs> and it's a lot of bigger, it's a lot of fighting and I hate it and I hate being in that group and it's really dumb. I need to get out. I just haven't, but that's what happens. It's like it causes chaos and confusion. So then we have biblical wisdom, which follow God's heart. And we know biblical wisdom produces good fruit, peace, and understanding, and all of that. So if I am in a relationship, 
I don't want a relationship that's chaotic and has disorder. Am I saying that all relationships are perfect? No. There will be times where there will be hard times and you have to lean, depend on each other and God. However, if just the whole relationship itself is just chaos and disorder, I want that. I want peace (laughs) in my relationship and I want a relationship that produces good fruit. I want someone to look at my relationship and say, you know what? They are doing great things because it's what we have done and what people can see in us, right? So biblical wisdom wins, not earthly wisdom, because like I said, that causes chaos and confusion. If we look at our homeboy Solomon, now for those who don't know, that don't know Solomon, Solomon is David's son. Solomon was the king right after David. And Solomon is known for building the temple. He was a wise king and he was very, 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 very wealthy. I mean, Israel had so much wealth. They were drinking out of gold cups because that was just the norm because they just had that much gold that's laying around. They was like, we drinking out of gold cups. It is what it is. (laughs) So we see Solomon in the beginning of first Kings chapter three. 3 through 15. I'm not going to read all these verses, but basically Solomon has a dream and he asks for wisdom. So basically he says, um, give your servant a discerning heart to govern your people and to distinguish between right and wrong. For who is able to govern this great people of yours? Basically talking about the Israelites. He wanted um, wisdom to be able to rule these people. And God gave him wisdom. On top of that, God also gave him wealth (laughs) and a lot of it. Homeboy was rich. And this is also the caveat, guys. Say, if you walk in obedience to me and keep my decrees and commands as David, your father, did, I will give you a long life. So God was like, hey, you do all these things. I got you. Just do this one thing and I got you. OK. Also, later on, God also added this commandment, um, basically telling Solomon not to follow or worship any of the other guys of Israel's neighbors. So that's the Amorites, the Hittites, and all those other ones that end in ice. <laughs> and so God had two things. Just follow me in my decrees and don't worship these other guys. And you good. Do, you, do we think Solomon did that? Absolutely not. Also, in Deuteronomy... We're going to take it back a little bit with Moses. So in Deuteronomy 17, verses 14 through 20, this is Moses talking. So this is before King David, King Solomon, King Saul, any of them. This was this was before they even got into the land, right, of Canaan. So this is Moses talking to the people, basically prophesying um, and Telling them what not to do. When you enter the land the Lord your God is giving you and have taken possession of it and settled in it, and you say, let us set a king over us like all the other nations around us. Be sure to appoint over you a king the Lord your God chooses. He must be from among your fellow Israelites. Do not place a foreigner over you, one who is not an Israelite. The king, moreover, must not acquire great numbers of horses for himself or make the people return to Egypt to get more of them. For the Lord has told you, you are not to go back to that way again. He must not take many wives or his heart will be led astray. He must not accumulate large amounts of silver and gold. And it goes on and on and on. But those 
or the ones we we gonna focus on. Keep those in mind. We're gonna come back to those verses because we're gonna see King Solomon do some of these things that Moses told the Israelites not to do. Three reasons why you need to have wisdom in your relationship. The first one is so you won't cause self-infliction. Self-infliction is basically things that hurt yourself, so you do them to yourself. And here's what Solomon did during his reign that was self-infliction. Solomon married an Egyptian woman and made an allegiance with Egypt. We literally just read in Deuteronomy, verse 16, the king moreover must not acquire a great number of horses for himself or make the people return to Egypt to get more of them for the Lord has told you you are not to go back that way again so basically god is saying don't go back to something i delivered you from solomon said i'm gonna go back to to what you delivered me from because when you go back to what god has delivered you from then you are out of alignment unless god told you to go back but god specifically said you are not to go back that way again because he said i delivered you from the egyptians why would you want to keep going back to someone who kept you captive or something that kept you captive captivity can look like pornography and also look like an ex it can look like bad behaviors it can look like a lot of different things but it continues to cause confusion in the relationship so ask yourself is something holding is something holding me captive in my relationship that is causing confusion and discord in my relationship so how do we fix that by moving forward moving in the way that god wants you to move getting back in alignment with god that way you can get an understanding of what it is that's holding you back and you may need to see a third party you may need to go see a therapist a psychiatrist a preacher a priest a best friend that can help you any of those things can help but you got to keep moving forward and not look back or go back to where God has delivered you from. Number two, another reason why you need wisdom in your relationship is so you won't become self-righteous. So Solomon exposed his wealth throughout all of 1 Kings. Something I love that he said, it took seven years to build God's temple. And when they were like, I guess, dedicating the temple, he referred to it as the temple that he built. And I'm like, bruh, you didn't build this. (laughs) You hired a lot of different people to build this temple. And you didn't even make the plans. Your daddy made the plans and you just executed the plans. Like that was his last dying wish. He was like, hey, before I die, here are these plans. I need you to do it this way. And he was like, bet. And so like you didn't build this, bruh. Anyway, again, in Deuteronomy 17, say he must not take many wives or his heart will be led astray. He must not accumulate large amounts of silver and gold. We know Israel had a lot of gold, a lot of silver. They had a lot of money. God gave him all that wealth. It almost like God gave him all this stuff just to see what he was going to do with it. Like, he's like, are you going to be humble or are you not going to be humble? And that's just my thoughts. So self-righteousness is nothing but pride, right? So in Proverbs 16 and 18, it says, pride goes before destruction, a haughty spirit before a fall. When you are prideful, you turn your heart away from God. Pride says I'm better than you or you put yourself above all other people and the reason why psychologists or therapists say that people have pride is because that person has low self-esteem not saying that Solomon had low self-esteem however I am saying that people who are 
prideful usually have low self-esteem. So how do we fix this? We fix this with humility, being humble. Um, you make yourself low like Jesus did. Jesus is King of Kings, Lord of Lords, and he came to earth and made himself as low as possible. I mean, he was born in a manger. In Philippians 2, it says, Do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit. Rather, in humility, value others above yourself, not looking to your own interests, but each of you to the interests of others. In your relationships with one another, have the same mindset as Christ, who, being in very nature God, did not consider equality with God something to be used to his own advantage. Rather, he made himself nothing by taking the very nature of a servant being made in human likeness and being found in appearance as a man he humbled himself by becoming obedient to death even death on the cross so if you humble yourself either goes on to say God exalted him to the highest place humble yourself God will raise you up you don't have to raise yourself up because God's going to do it for you when you are humble in your relationship God will raise you up being humble in your relationship that goes a long way with your partner I mean who wants to be prideful and think they're better than their partner like if you're the breadwinner of your relationship and you throw that in your partner's face you think they're going to actually be like yeah yeah, I love this person. No, if you make more money than your partner, then that's just what it is. At the end of the day, can you still humble yourself and be a servant, so to speak, to your partner? Just some food for thought for you all to think about. The last reason why you need wisdom in your relationship is so that you won't become self-seeking. And self-seeking is basically pleasure. That's your own interest and in how it makes you feel. Solomon married many women. He also intermarried, which was something that he was not supposed to do. So Solomon married women from the Moabites, the Ammonites, the Hittites. He had an Egyptian wife and he had ended up having 700 wives and 300 concubines. That's a thousand women <laughs> that Solomon with this all up in, okay? <laughs> and you want reference for this? Go to First Kings chapter 11 and it will tell you all about that. And what ended up happening to Solomon because he intermarried and was married to all these other women who served all these other guys, guess what Solomon ended up doing? His heart was led astray. Again, that horse deceitful. His heart was led astray and he ended up serving these other guys and totally turned his back on the Lord. And so if we go back to Deuteronomy 17, it says he must not take many wives or his heart will be led astray. And we see with Solomon, his heart was led astray and he went on to serve these other guys that was not God. And the one thing God told him in first Kings was, Serve me and only me and don't serve these guys surrounding Israel. And what he going to do? He went and did the total opposite. So seeking pleasure can lead to sin and you being sinful and being disobedient to God. And that ain't what we want. We don't want yourself seeking pleasure to lead to disobedience and all of that. And this can show up in your relationship. By being self-seeking, it can lead to sin, it can lead to chaos and confusion in your relationship as well. 
instead of becoming self-seeking, because I believe Solomon was self-seeking with him marrying all these other women, especially women of different um, nations and serving these other gods, which is also unequally yoked, but that's a whole other story for another day. The fix for this is to have love for others and to also have love for God, um, to have interest in your partner and um, to make sure that y'all are equally yoked, <laughs> to be honest. Um, and so just make sure you have love for your partner and love for God and God will lead you um, to where you need to be. So as we see, godly wisdom has a lot to do with love. And not the world's version of love, but what the Bible says love is. So I'm going to end with 1 Corinthians 13. A famous verses that we hear at weddings and um, even in church sometimes when we're talking about love. And I think this love is important that 1 Corinthians talk about because this is how you get the love of Christ. This is how you get that godly wisdom. This is how you can show love to your partner. That way there's no chaos or confusion in your relationship. So it says love is patient. Love is kind. It does not envy. It does not boast. It is not proud. It does not dishonor dishonor others. It is not self-seeking. It is not easily angered. It keeps no record of wrongs. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. It always protects, always trusts, always hope, always perseveres. Love never fails. I mean, that's pretty much what I talked about today because we know earthly wisdom is demonic (laughs) and we know love does not delight in evil. So take this definition of love Take the word love out and put your name. And are you patient? Are you kind? Do you not envy? Do you not boast? So sit down and really examine yourself and ask God to help you and then see where you can go from there. And hopefully, if you are having issues in your relationship, this hopefully this will help you to see, do I have earthly wisdom or do I have godly wisdom? So examine yourself and see where you come out at. And that's it. That's the post or that's the episode rather. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Go ahead and share with your friends, share with your auntie, your uncle and cousin and them. I hope this was helpful in helping you move along in your relationships. Uh, New episodes drop every Monday. Like, subscribe, all the things. And as always, I hope you all have a good rest of your week and I will see you next time. Peace. Thank you for listening. Go ahead and share this episode with your family and friends. Don't forget to take the quiz on my website to figure out which Beyonce song matches your toxic trait. Go ahead and check it out at d-revolution.com. That's T-H-E-R-E-B-E-L-U-T-I-O-N.com. Thanks and see you next time.